You are now listening to Vibe Selection with Kyra, where you can get the real on today's hot topics. Well, welcome everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Vibe Selection. I am your host, Kyra, and on today's episode, I have a very lovely guest joining me by the name of Keta. Keta, alongside her sister, Kaja, are two African-American entrepreneurs dominating the beauty world with their own line of CBD-based infused perfumes called Aspen Apothecary. Keta is joining me today to discuss a little bit more about their journey into the world of cosmetics and a little bit more about their line Aspen Apothecary. But first, I'd like to know a little bit more about you ladies and your background and where you're from. So tell me a little bit more about where you ladies are from and how you got started. Sure. Um, So we are both from Ohio, grew up there, um, but born to a Jamaican immigrant mother and African-American father. So definitely Midwest, Midwest kids, but we spread our wings for college. Um, My sister went to Northwestern in Evanston, which is a Chicago area where she studied theater and economics. And I went to Dartmouth College, which is in the middle of nowhere, New Hampshire. um, And I studied Portuguese and religion very random, but it took me to work for two Fortune uh, 100 companies, which was an interesting time. Um, That's kind of our our backgrounds in a nutshell. So I understand that you're currently actually attending Harvard Business School, but you previously had a corporate background working for Kraft Heinz and Carnival Cruise. And your sister, Kaja, was actually um, an actor who graduated from Northwestern, but transitioned into business. So what was your position at these companies and what made you ladies shift your focus into business and wanting to eventually launch your own line, Aspen Apothecary? Sure. Um, So at Kraft Heinz, I was in a rotational program there doing uh, sales and sales analytics, working 80 hour weeks a lot. So felt very uh, burnt out. And while I was there, a mentor of mine who had worked there but had left to work for Carnival Cruise Line, Uh, gave me the opportunity to interview. And at the time, I had been living in Chicago and then Ohio, and it was the winter, and Carnival Cruise Line is headquartered in Miami. So um, I did not even ask twice before I said, yes, um, I'll get on that plane and do that interview. And at Carnival, uh, my focus kind of focused on turning around failing brands uh, and products within, within Carnival Cruise Line's portfolio. So I really helped them to think about how to pivot Um, and how to rebuild a brand that maybe had an image um, that needed some work. And so there, I think I really focused on the brand piece, but also had to focus on business fundamentals because if the brand is there, but the, you know, the cost of goods and that kind of stuff isn't there, that also doesn't work. So that was a lot of my focus there and realized that I still wanted to learn more and had some gaps in knowledge. And so that's why I applied to business school. Wow. That's amazing. Um, And then on my sister's side, she went to Northwestern and studied theater and economics. So she always had kind of a business brain, but really loved theater and was pursuing it professionally in New York until COVID. And um, I guess our story really starts last year around this time at Thanksgiving when I was visiting my sister in New York and we were comparing our perfumes. So to give you perspective, 
Um, I am the kind of person who I wash my face with hand soap sometimes. And, you know, I, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. My sister cringes <laughs> and she is like the opposite. She, you know, uses all the facial serums, like cooks with all whole foods, does everything kind of like healthy and right. But for me, self-care is like very overwhelming. Um, and we were comparing our favorite perfumes and we were kind of dismayed to find that they had three big things in common. And those were one, they were made by, you know, huge conglomerate with old white men at the helm and nothing's wrong with old white men um but you know it's kind of the establishment and then second um they kind of gave us allergies so we're very allergy prone but we would still spray it on ourselves and kind of deal with the sniffles and the sneezes and then third we just couldn't tell you what was in them so we had no idea what the ingredients were and I think for my sister especially that was really surprising since she's super mindful about what she puts on and in her body otherwise so we wanted basically something that wasn't out there um but we didn't know exactly what that would be. So we kind of tossed around the idea, talked about it for a couple of months and then COVID hit and we were both back in Ohio living with my mom. Mm -hmm. And I think that was really the trigger that said, you know, we wanted to do something and we wanted to make the experience of scent into something that was also self-care. Um, and so how can we do that? And so that's why we came up with the idea for CBD infused perfume. And that's kind of how we started. Wow, that's amazing. So with launching this line, what were some of the challenges that you ladies faced when trying to come up with the concept or the name for it? Or, you know, did you face any hurdles mm -hmm. when trying to create the brand? I think we have been very fortunate. So I'll say that I feel very lucky that we've, we got into a program this summer um, that Tower 28, a clean beauty brand um, put on with nine other brands that were chosen out of like 300. And we learned a lot about kind of launching beauty brands. So that was very fortunate. And at Harvard Business School, we've also gotten um, some funding and some help to work on what we're doing. But I think um, you know, outside of that, we definitely have stumbled along the way. First, we had never worked together, my sister and I, so we're very close. Um, but working with family can definitely be different because when you're in the same house, you're working together every day, but then you're also living together and trying to be friends and sisters. I think things can get complicated. So we had to figure out how to kind of separate the roles and separate some of the work from some of the fun times. So that was one piece we definitely uh, had to figure out. And then I think the second thing is just being a black beauty entrepreneur. Um, there are quite a few women who are doing amazing things right now, but especially in the category of fragrance, there just isn't a lot of diversity. And so that's one of our goals is to, to bring this fresh, diverse face to fragrance. But that also means that, you know, you're in a world speaking to people who don't look like you and who haven't really been interacting with people who look like you when they're trying to build their businesses. And so um, I think, you know, it's not a, a terrible barrier, but just something that every time we go to speak to someone, they kind of ask us like, why twice, you know? So we have to just be that much more passionate and ready and kind of um, scrappy to, to go get it. And then the third thing is also launching without a lot of money. Um, some of these brands out there who are who are kind of indie brands, um, have founders who didn't have a lot of money, and then others of them did have a lot of money, and they might have started their business with $100,000 or $30,000 or $400,000 of their own money, which is great that they were able to save that up, but we don't have that. So for us, it's thinking really creatively about the resources we do have and um, thinking about how we can make a plan with what we've got. Mm -hmm. So what, how were you able to garner investors for your brand? Yeah, so right now we haven't actually taken outside investment except for grants that we've gotten from Harvard Business School. So we've gotten 
two grants um, now um, from the school, which is great. Um, but additionally, what we've done is started to talk to a lot of people in the space um, who could be potential investors, kind of running our ideas by them, asking them for help. And then our plan is um, in about a month and a half or so to actually go start to uh, get those investments. And I think it's going to be a long winding road. Um, but one thing I did this summer to prepare is I interned at a venture capital fund to make sure I could understand kind of what that process looks like. And then also just we've been talking to a lot of folks and working on uh, a pitch PowerPoint deck and rehearsing that so that when the time comes, we can get it right. That's awesome. So with you ladies being so busy and creating and building your brand, what what type of things do you do in your free time? Because I know this can be very exhausting, and I know you know you need time for yourself, you and your sister, mm -hmm. so some things that you ladies enjoy doing on your free time. <laughs> well, I think, um, I'm sure you know, to find time for yourself is pretty hard, especially as a Black woman sometimes, um, because we just feel like, you know, we have the weight of our the world on our shoulders, and I, and I never really realized what that meant until I was kind of... Um, talking with a friend and they're like, you do all that? And I was like, yeah, but that's just life. That's how it has to go. So yeah. <laughs> this year, I think, especially this fall with classes and having a part-time job and, you know, to help fund what we're doing with this, um, what I've tried to do is just take a couple of minutes to myself um, or talking to friends or family. My sister bakes a lot and I'm not the best baker, but that's something I'm going to be doing with her later today. So we'll get on FaceTime and she'll walk me through a recipe for some pumpkin muffins, which I'm excited for because I'm, yeah, I'm a mess by myself. So that's something we definitely do. Um, I listen to music a lot, podcasts like yours. Um, and I'm trying to think of what else, something that I've done since using our perfume and that I kind of did before was trying to do short breathing exercises because for me, meditation is kind of too hard and too long and everything and complex. But when I put on our perfumes, I kind of try to take 30 seconds to just stop what I'm doing, close my eyes and breathe. Um, and whether I'm using like a guided app or I'm just doing it by myself, that just helps me slow down for a moment and pause. That's awesome because oftentimes I've tried to meditate and like you said, it's kind of a struggle. You know, you got to mm -hmm. kind of find your inner zen, your inner peace to not get distracted by the outside world. Mm -hmm. But I do as well like to listen to guided meditation, which really helps me, especially during sleeping. So with the CBD infused perfume line that you have, Aspen, mm -hmm. what are some of the benefits of using this product that's different from like a regular fragrance on the actual line? Yeah, I think that's a good question. So there are a couple of things. First, um, our perfumes, we call them clean, conscious, and vegan. Um, so they're clean because we're really mindful of the ingredients we put in them. We have a very long like no-no list. So no parabens and phthalates and nitro musks and a lot of other things. The list goes on. Mm -hmm. um, but that's the first piece. So you can kind of feel good about what you're putting on your body. Mm -hmm. um, the, the second is that they're vegan. So for us, um, neither of us are actually vegan um, eating. I'm a pescatarian and so is my sister, but we just know that there are a lot of perfume ingredients like, for example, um, civet that comes from animal glands. And we just really didn't want that um, on our body or, you know, in our skin. And so that was important for us. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to the CBD piece, um, 
each of our perfumes that are 10 milliliters have 150 milligrams of uh, CBD, which is quite high. Um, but we felt like it was really important for our our product to be potent because we didn't want to sell people on something that we're not really doing. You know, there are hand sanitizers out there that claim to be CBD hand sanitizers, but when you look at the amount that you're getting, um, if you're not feeling a difference, like that is why. Um, but for us also, the, the topical CBD is really important because um, we know that a lot of people aren't comfortable yet exactly with ingesting CBD, right? It's kind of like you're not really sure what you're going to feel like. For some people, they feel the effects very strongly. Others, they don't. Um, but by doing a topical application, which only penetrates, you know, the first couple of layers of the skin, you're getting some really good benefits that are localized. Um, and for perfume, you tend to, you know, apply on the pulse points, which also happen to be um, where a lot of lymph nodes are. And so that can help promote um, lymphatic drainage, which is really good. Um, but at the same time, you're not getting that, you know, tired feeling that you might get if you're ingesting a lot of CBD and it's going into your gut and into your bloodstream as well. So we're kind of the CBD for people who aren't quite sure, but want to do something good for themselves. Um, and that's kind of a good place to start. So it's kind of almost like an essential oil a little bit, right? Exactly. Um, I would say the main difference is that when you look at how essential oils work as a perfume, um, they don't. So I used to put on a lot of essential oils and like wonder why, you know, 10 minutes later you couldn't smell anything. And that's because um, an essential oil is not a perfume. And I had to learn that while I was kind of going through all this research and, and learning about perfumes. But essentially how they're, how they're made is without any of the ingredients that would help the perfume, for example, stick. So perfumes do have essential oil type ingredients. Um, like for example, lavender could be in a perfume or um, spearmint, something like that. But they're also mixed with other things. Like for example, our perfume has organic cane alcohol, which helps it to stay on the skin um, and actually last as a perfume. So that was something really important to us too, is that our perfume was high quality as well and worked as a perfume first. Um, and then also had that added benefits. Awesome. So what distributors did you work with in, uh, in creating this product? Because it seems yeah. like there's a lot that goes into creating this type of product. So what are uh, some of the things that you did when creating this product? Sure. So first we did a lot of research just on our own um, to try to understand as best we could um, fragrance and everything that goes into it. We're still learning, but we had a lot of great calls with both natural perfumers and non-natural perfumers to better understand what the differences are between the two. Um, right now we work with a perfumer who is in the Bronx in New York. So we're able to visit him, um, which is really awesome. And he came recommended from, you know, a mentor figure that we'd spoken with many times and um, we get to see his process, get to tell him exactly what we want in it, what we don't, um, which is awesome. And we basically come up with the idea for the fragrance based on an experience or a story that, that we create. And then we specify the ingredients we want and he goes to work, does some magic, and then we kind of iterate from there. Um, for our labeling and packaging, we're working with a woman of color, which is really exciting. She's um, South African and I know her through a friend. So she's helping us with the graphic design on that. Um, we created our website and all of those things on our own, um, which is was fun and a good learning experience. And um, yeah, right now we're packing everything kind of by hand just because we're trying to be scrappy and make sure that we're not spending extra money where we don't need to be. But 
in the future, when we do scale up, we'll be going through um, kind of like a 3PL somewhere to, to warehouse our items um, and kind of send them out from there. So that's the vision. Um, and we have, you know, big plans for, for the future as well. We don't just want to do perfume. We want to take over scent in the entire house, but we know that we need to start with something and perfect it first. So that's what we're doing here. Well, that's wonderful. So what exactly is apothecary? For those out there that are not too versed in that whole um, meaning, what is it exactly? Yeah, so the way I think there's like the definition and then there's the way we think of it, right? So if you could think of an apothecary kind of like the old fashioned version of a CVS, um, like back in like the way I think of it, it's like back in the early 1900s. So a place that you can go that has kind of remedies um, both natural and non-natural. And it's like your one-stop shop for everything health-related. Maybe it has some supplements, maybe it has, you know, something to help with headaches, all of those things. Um, but why we chose that word is because, um, we had this vision for being more than perfume. And when we think of being an apothecary, we want to be a fragrance apothecary. So having something for all of your scent needs from the perfume to a candle, to a diffuser, to um, a hair oil um, that that's fragranced, all of those things. So that's our vision. Um, and the word Aspen was important to us because as we thought about kind of what we wanted to be, um, we learned that an aspen grove and aspen trees are actually not individual trees. So each tree that looks like it's one tree is actually part of something called a grove. And basically they're all stronger together. And so we love that idea that individually, um, yes, we kind of do exist, but we always exist in this collective of, of others. And we thought that was something so powerful. And so um, that's how the name came to be. That is, because when I think of Aspen, I always think about, you know, the place people travel to. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like, like the bougie. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, I see what it's given. That's awesome. It's still a great name, you know. So, okay. Now, do you feel like there's a lack of diversity and representation in the beauty world when it comes to Black women, especially wanting to become entrepreneurs and creating their own brands? Because I don't feel like there's a lot of Black beauty top brands out there. You know, of course, you hear about mm-hmm. Rihanna's brand and everything like that, but I feel like it's not really as diverse as it should be when it comes I to... I agree. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think the difficulty is that there's so many... so two parts to this. Um, I think there are a lot of probably black beauty entrepreneurs out there, Mm -hmm. but I think a lot of us don't have the access to the capital Mm -hmm. and the the network that it takes to succeed and scale your business. And I think that's a real shame. And I think we see that across, you know, many industries where black people are doing awesome things, but people just don't know about it. Um, And So I definitely think, especially within fragrance, um, I think it's also a lack of participation just because we've typically been discouraged from from doing it. But I think the second piece to that is something that we're really mindful of is that as we're growing our brand, we're going to have a platform. And so um, a mission of ours is something called Aspen Amplifies. And basically um, what we're 
we're doing with that is interviewing people we admire, um, you know, women of color we admire who are doing awesome things already, but maybe people just don't know enough about what they're doing. And so our goal is to bring visibility and kind of amplify their voices because I think we saw this year more than ever that um, black people have always been out here. Like we've been doing things, we've been inventing things, we've, you know, we're resilient. Um, but it's just that sometimes people don't hear our voice. And so if we can just amplify that, um, I think it could be very powerful. Absolutely. I mean, we have black entrepreneurs in the beauty scene, such as Madam CJ Walker, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's not something that, you know, we as black women are not capable of doing. It's that, you know, sometimes we don't have the capital. Sometimes we don't have the investors or the Mm -hmm. distributors to kind of help us in order to like build a brand or create, or we already are able to create one, but expanding it you know, Mm -hmm. where it's worldwide, where it's mostly more of a white dominated field. And I Mm -hmm. feel like there definitely needs to be that lack of diversity in there because in this this world that we live in where we're so culturally diverse, it's amazing to me how we only see one race at the top. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's very unsettling. So I think that it's awesome that you and your sister created this brand, you know, of Aspen uh, Apothecary to, you know, show that, you know, we're out here and we can do this. And, you know, we can create lines that people can enjoy and like and women can feel good and look good and stuff like that. So, you know, in plans for 2021, do you guys have any plans on expanding your brand to more of like makeup based type of uh, beauty products? Or are you looking to kind of just stick in the genre of fragrance only? Mm, That's a good question. I think for 2021, we would want to stick with fragrance only and really make sure that we get it right. Um, I think we have a lot of opportunity to do things just within fragrance first before we expand to makeup. I think there are quite a few um, uh, black beauty entrepreneurs who are doing awesome things in makeup and it's just starting to really get noticed. Um, I know of a brand Mented Cosmetics, they, um, they, I think actually they went to Harvard Business School as well, but they just got uh, funding recently, I think a total of 4.3 million. So I'm hoping that they're gonna make it big soon. And there are a couple other people out there who are doing um, great things with with cosmetics already. And so I think our goal is to really kind of dominate fragrance first and then see what's next. That's awesome. And you guys are also featured in Birdie and selected as finalists for the Tower 28's Clean Beauty Summer School and chosen for the venture program at the Innovation Lab at Harvard in the Center for Entrepreneurship Accelerator at the Harvard business school what an accomplishment congratulations (laughs) that is thank you i just must say that so right now you guys are just focusing on just keeping your brand as more of a fragrance based line instead of kind of venturing out right now i think so and i think we have so much room to grow um you know, we only started working on this less than a year ago. And I think, wow. you know, we want to build our community uh, online. We want to build our newsletter distribution list. We want to really make sure that we're interacting with all of our, our customers, um, you know, leading up to a big launch in uh, February or March. And so we really want to, you know, make a big splash, do it right, and then see what's next. Um, but I do, I do have to say, I have to call out and thank my mom because a lot of the opportunities we've gotten and 
I feel like have been as a result of me being able to go to Harvard Business School and I almost didn't apply. Um, so I just want to thank my mom for pushing me to apply and sometimes mothers do know, you know, do know best. <laughs> Absolutely. Mama knows best. That's for sure. And, you know, so if you didn't go to Harvard, what were your other options as far as uh, schooling? Yeah, so I think I it might be like the immigrants perspective. I'm not really sure, but my my mom and my dad actually always impressed the importance of like education and higher education on my sister and me and so um, that was something that was always really important. And I think I knew that, you know, college was definitely going to happen. I thought some sort of graduate school was going to happen, but I don't, I didn't know what it looked like. Um, but I think through speaking to people, I learned that business school would be right for me just because I, I really like business. Um, but I would have probably gone to another business school and who knows if we would have, you know, had the confidence to, to start the business and do what we're doing. But I think any decision we make um, takes us down an interesting journey in life. And I, I'm just glad that I'm learning lessons along the way and I'm meeting people along the way who are, you know, willing to talk, help, give, give us advice. Um, yeah. So you have a good support system out there. For you. I think we do. We're starting to build one. And I think that was an awesome thing result as well of the tower 28 um, clean beauty summer school is realizing that there were other people out there who are doing awesome things and that we could try to build a community and lean on them for the little questions or if we're having a tough day, you know, as a black entrepreneur, just to have somebody else to kind of listen that we really undervalued that and didn't realize how um, impactful that could be until that program. Mm -hmm. So for other inspiring, aspiring black beauty entrepreneurs that are looking to get into the field of, you know, uh, cosmetics, what would be something that you would say as like an inspiring kind of like thing for them? Like how yeah. they could move forward with this if they're feeling discouraged? Because I know it's more so of a white dominated field. Mm -hmm. What would you say to kind of help them to move forward with the process if they're a little reluctant? I think um, hmm, that's a good question. The first thing I would say is somebody's going to do it. So why not you? That was something that I definitely had to get over and I'm still working on getting over, but that feeling of imposter syndrome can be so deep seated. And I think that's the first thing we have to tell ourselves is that if somebody's going to do it, why, why shouldn't it be us? Mm -hmm. And so that's the first step. And I think the second thing is that when people ask you those questions and it feels like they might be doubting you, that's okay. They might be. Take it as the opportunity to show them why they shouldn't, why you have that vision. Um, and I think there are lots of routes to success. Um, as I've been seeing the more I kind of research different people's stories and, and speak to people. And I think leaning into to what you really want to do and trying to find your way, whether it's trying to raise a big investment or if it's not thinking about ways that you could get a loan, um, thinking about the little things you could do along the way, I think there's a lot that we're capable of that we just don't realize. And so I would say um, kind of first believe in yourself and, and let that be the impetus to go do something. And then next, don't be afraid to cold reach out to people on LinkedIn or social media who you admire um, who are doing the thing that maybe you want to do or almost the thing that you want to do and reach out and ask them to talk because maybe that one call will lead to other calls um, and maybe those other calls will give you that support that you need. 
Absolutely. That's wonderful. So let everybody know where they can find your products and purchase them and your social media handles, where they can connect with you and uh, Kaja. Awesome. Yeah. So we are at aspen-apothecary.com and you can sign up for our newsletter there um, and a discount and we'll be opening um, some stock sales at the end of November. So just in time for holiday gifts, which is exciting. And then we're on Instagram at aspen.apothecary and on Facebook. So look forward to seeing and communicating with you all on there. Awesome. What well, I want to thank everybody for joining me for another episode of Vibe Selection. And most importantly, I want to thank my guest, Kenna. Thank you so much for joining me today. Everybody tune in for next week's episode. And you can also follow me on Instagram at I am Kyra Mahoney. If you'd like to purchase any merchandise, you can do so at www.teespring.com slash Vibe Selection. Or you can like and subscribe to my YouTube channel. See you guys next week. Thank you for joining Vibe Selection with Kyra. Come vibe out with us again next time and hear the latest on today's hot topics. Find us on Instagram at I am Kyra Mahoney or donate at www.patreon.com slash vibe selection.